You're listening to the Living Inside Our podcast, and I'm your host, Tox Arutare. This is episode 13. Welcome to the Living Inside Our podcast, where we believe we attract the people we have in our lives. Well, mostly because you can't choose your parents or your kids, for example. Episode 13 is how to make and keep good friends. Hey, have you missed me? (laughs) That's what I ask my husband and kids like 25,000 times a day. I ask them, have you missed me when I call home from work or I pop out and I call the house to get them to do something for me? And as you can imagine, the teenagers say a resounding, nope, no emotion, no thought of my feelings. They just go, nope. And my husband, he goes, you don't give me a chance to miss you. You left home 20 minutes ago or you called five minutes ago. A girl can only try. (laughs) If this is your third or 13th time listening, thank you for joining me again. And if this is your first, thank you and welcome. And as we say in Nigeria, ekabo, that means welcome. I am honored that you have chosen to share the next half hour or so with me. And I'd like to know how you discovered the Leaving Inside Out podcast because the Baby Cod Shop has had a whirlwind of press and publicity in the last couple of weeks. And this podcast made its debut in the Times newspaper. Can you believe it? I'm still in awe. The press wasn't about the podcast, of course. It was about the Baby Cod Shop. But... I mentioned to the journalist that I've started this amazing podcast and the reviews are great and it's been well received. And not only did he talk about it in the article, he gave the name. So we are growing. Narcissism, that's not today's topic, but I've had that word heavy on my mind in the last couple of days because you see, I watched Jada Pinkett Smith's Red Table Talk where she had a psychologist as a guest, Dr. Romani Dovasula shared the traits of a narcissist. And in the spirit of becoming a better friend to my friends, I found myself hoping and praying that I'm not actually a narcissist. So many of us think of someone who is self-absorbed and, you know, they make everything about them. And while I don't think I do that about me, I have to confess that I checked a box or two for me while watching the program. But in the end, I concluded that I just need to stay on that path to becoming a better, less self-absorbed person generally. And if I can do that, then I can become a better friend to my friends and a better daughter to my parents as well. I truly believe we were created for two reasons. Actually, one reason we were created to fulfill a specific purpose on earth. But our purpose has to tick two boxes to qualify as a purpose. One, it must bring glory to God. And two, it must help others. And in the process of leaving out your purpose, 
which can be a painful process. It's just life. You get transformed into the person that's worthy of carrying that purpose, whatever it is. I also believe that you carry everything that is needed for you to be able to live out your purpose on earth. My favorite example of a person who lives his purpose, or should I say, my example of the concept of purpose is found in a man called Nick Vujicic. He heads the organization or the ministry called Life Without Limbs. And you may know him. He was born with no arms or legs, yet daily he fulfills his purpose of breaking barriers and crossing boundaries to lead people to the love of Christ that he has experienced. This man is a motivational speaker who reaches countries in a way that many with all their limbs intact don't. Now, it's not to highlight the size of his reach by any means, because I don't believe in measuring success using arbitrary physical means like numbers and cash and all of that stuff. But we cannot deny the fact that what many will call impossible, he has managed to do so well. So when we think that what we need to thrive in our purpose, we already carry inside us. And we also need to believe that we are surrounded by physical resources to help us fulfill it. We have to bear in mind that one of those resources is of the human kind, your friends. In the previous topic of toxic friendships, we looked at examples of how the wrong person in your life can sabotage your growth. For example... In the same vein, the right people can help you in phenomenal ways. Episode 11 is about the value of a good friend, and I shared three examples of friends that have been instrumental in my life <laughs> and have been necessary for me to stand exactly where I stand today. They've all played different roles. They've all been in my life at different times and or entered my life at different times or periods but they are all instrumental in making me who I am today. And there are more. It's not just the three, but I shared, I shared four, actually, not three. So how can we attract the right people into our lives? And before I answer that question, which, by the way, I've had people ask me quite a few times, let's look at the reason you must have good friends. First of all, your environment feeds your mind. You cannot underestimate the rate of absorption by our sponge-like minds. The mind takes in information you're not even aware is present. And if you're serious about personal growth and mindset changes, you are going to have to curate your environment. Know who is saying what and when they are most likely to say it. I recall years ago during the recession, one of the several ones, because according to the news, we're always in a recession. I mean, think about it. They tell you when it starts. They tell you how bad it is and how it's getting worse. But they never say, breaking news, the recession has ended. So I was navigating a business and trying to stay positive 
in the process of this whole financial downturn when the phone rang. Ring, ring. It's me. Someone called me, someone in my life. And so Talks You came to mind because I wanted to know how business was doing. My response was, well, every day we try harder, something positive. You know, you have to say something positive, but you don't want to take it too high because, you know, now you're starting to sound pretentious. So you want to bring it down a notch. You don't want to be too upbeat. So I kind of said my medium, oh, we're trying to show that life isn't perfect. I'm not giving up and I'm trying hard not to let the water outside get inside my boat. And I carried on, you know, we're coming to the tail end of the recession anyway, so our only option is to go up from here. Oh my goodness, haven't you heard? Talks, it's about to get worse. Well, me replying her, even if it does, I don't think my industry will be so badly affected. Ah, Talks, in fact, they have said that specifically your market, that's the one that will be hurt the most. I started sweating people. She was gaining ground. And I tried as hard to stay strong, but continued. Well, even if that's the case, one day will end. Yes, of course it will end talks, but the question is, how will you survive? Will you even survive? Do you think your business will survive? Do you have a plan B? What will you do if it falls? She won. I didn't have a plan B, but I managed to disentangle myself from the phone. So the next time there was a crisis and she called, I sent her to my voicemail. I'd typically do this when I'm in a vulnerable place and I'm trying to stay grounded. Because people, you have to know what conversations to hold with whom and when. The flip side of it is true as well, of course. And if you have friends that constantly remind you of your abilities, the ones that you cannot see, then you're in good company. Because while I believe we should make decisions and draw conclusions from our insides, sometimes we reach out for emotions to affirm us. And if I'm not feeling capable I might not attempt the task that I'm staring at. But you need friends who can see your brilliance and tell you about it when you're in the dark. That person doesn't have to be a friend. It could be a mentor or a coach or your spouse or even a co-worker. Another reason you need good friends is that they can point out obstacles on your path before you see them. They can be that extra pair of eyes for you. I remember learning in biology in school about the reason why the birds have got their eyes positioned on either side of them and even rabbits. We've got rabbits at home and they've got their eyes on either side, whereas cats and dogs have their eyes in front of them. And it has to do with increasing their scope of visibility. And so you With a cat or a dog, they can only see what's in front of you, but needless to say, they have other parts of their senses that are more heightened and they can kind of feel you before you even get there, or maybe it's their sense of smell. 
A bird, on the other hand, needs excellent visibility because they're flying. Rabbits need excellent visibility because they're prey animals. They don't prey on any animals at all, but they are preyed heavily on. And so their speed and their eyes are needed to help them to detect a, I was going to say a villain, <laughs> detect a hunter before it gets to them. I have stories of when friends warned me about a danger I couldn't see. Back in secondary school, my friend Ifeinwa once whispered an ex examination tip to me. It was math exams and our teacher famously made all the correct answers except one C. It was multiple choice with options A to E. And of course, if you found while you were answering the, the paper that your questions, your answers rather were all C, you'd be thrown off at the ridiculousity of it. And so my friend walked past me to get a pen or something from, or maybe a, some extra paper from the front of the class. And as she walked past me, she whispered to me and to each of her friends, our friends were in a group. And she goes, numbers one to seven is C. <laughs> and I remember that so very well. There were times that my friends warned me of a plot by a staff member to punish our whole class or our hostel. So we all disappeared because we were warned. Friends can help you fight when you're weak and fighting can show up in the form of looking after you when you're ill or bereaved, speaking up for you in your absence or making you look good when you don't feel or look good. Leaving from the inside out will lead you to connect with the right people. Last year, I began to desire a different type of person or people in my life. I have my ride or die chicks and they're not going anywhere. But as I grew, I noticed a need to have certain friends in my life, you know, those who will pull me up and kind of forced me to grow. I already had a picture of what they would look like, the qualities they'll exhibit. And I actually wanted those qualities within myself and I didn't realize it. So as I started to desire these attributes, it led to me working on myself to acquire these traits. And before I knew it, I was beginning to exhibit some of them. I believe my new attributes attracted the right people to me. So you've got to be the friend you want to have. What's even better is that by working on yourself, you're also becoming the type of friend that other people want in their life. It's not enough to take good things. You must be willing to become desirable so others are also blessed by you. One of my pet peeves is when I see posts on social media who starts with, if you're not adding to my life, I don't want to have anything to do with you, or I'm getting rid of people who are not adding to my life. And it seems as though there is this culture of taking and taking and taking. And there isn't the thought for a moment that your purpose is supposed to bless the people that cross your path. And so we actually have a responsibility to work on who we are so that we become useful and even of benefit to the people that come into our lives or we get into their lives. 
I also believe that God has placed others on our path that are specific for our journey. There are those who only come in for a season, and that's all they're meant to be there for. Some of my closest friends are friends from my school days. There's something so effortless and childlike in our communication, even now as adults. But I also have friends today that I met in adulthood, and I trust my life with them. So don't crop out the possibility of having a close friend that you've only just met. One of the most famous friendships is between Oprah Winfrey and Gil King. Oprah tells the story of when Gil was visiting her in Chicago. This was in their early days. And she found $482 in her coat pocket. She took it out casually and asked a friend, do you want it? And Gil refused and said, no, you keep that. Ten years later... (laughs) Gail recounted the story and said she could think of a million things she would have done with that money. She could have paid her utility bills, she would have bought groceries, she would have filled her tank with petrol, but she didn't want to ask and she didn't want to take, so Oprah wouldn't think she wanted her money. That is called self-respect. To attract the right friend, you have to exhibit the qualities you want to see in your friends. I used to know someone who borrowed money often and when it came time to pay back, she'd brag about how much she owed others and those others (laughs) were corporations even and were not bothering her. So why were ordinary people asking for their money back? That is a lack of self-respect and an undesirable quality. You know what it's like when you meet someone for the first time and by the end of the evening, let's say you meet at a party or you've gone out for a meal with your friend and her friends, you decide, you pick out someone and you decide, I never want to be friends with him or her or I definitely would like to know this person better. We are constantly being watched in the same way we watch others. And while one evening isn't enough to decide to be besties, a lot can be revealed about a person through conversation in a short hour or two. In his best-selling book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, one of Dale Carnegie's tips is to respect people. Even if you don't agree with their opinion, you don't have to be rude or forceful about it. People are turned off when you try to be a know-it-all or when you denounce their views and describe it as wrong. There is such a thing as agreeing to disagree and this doesn't mean that you don't have an opinion. Rather, what it means is that we can have our opinion but let's not enforce it on others. The more time you spend working on your inside, the more qualities you'll discover that you either want to lose or keep. I found out only recently that I don't have the patience for people who want to keep me in the past. I hadn't spoken to this friend of mine for about three, four years and called to see how he was. During the conversation, he lectured me on changes I needed to make in my life and how I needed to step up in some areas 
and I'm pretty sure he meant well, but he was speaking to a version of talks that no longer existed. I was taken aback that my friend did not know me, and I felt a little disrespected by his comments. To be fair, he didn't do or say anything he wouldn't normally have said. It's just that in the three years since we last connected, I had grown some. To me, it felt like he didn't recognize my growth and was fixated on my weaknesses. Yes, yes, I know that may not have been the case, but further conversation would have annoyed me, so I hung up. I want to be with people who are passionate about growing and recognize growth when they see it. And he didn't. This is a new one because I bet the same conversation wouldn't have gone left so quickly if it had happened a couple of years ago. So this tells us that change can affect friendships. It is important that you recognize the changes you're going through so you don't drive good friends away. And you must also recognize and respect and expect your friend's growth so they don't walk away from you either. Plus, you'll be able to attract the right people into your lives. I believe people will receive you in the way you present yourself to them. If you have insecurity issues and you're looking for someone to validate your worth, you'll attract a predator, one who preys on your vulnerability and lack of self-worth. So don't look for a friend to fill a void in your life or to make up for the areas that you feel weak in. Because sometimes we feel that we're weak in an area, but we're not. We're actually not. I think that friendship should be genuine. And I think it should also be based on mutual love and respect. Choose friends that value authenticity. When you're in a friendship with someone who isn't real, here's what happens. <laughs> the years begin to erode the layers from day one. And eventually, you'll be left with someone who doesn't fit into the space that you had made for them in the beginning. There is only so much pretending one can do and for so long. Because afterwards, the outer garments literally just start to drop off and you'll find that you have little in common with them. This means that you should also practice authentic living. And I define authenticity as the stripping away of embellishments or coverings so that the real you shows up each time. Your real self will recognize and become friends with their real self. There'll be no weaving and diving. There'll be no ducking. <laughs> there will be no wondering what version of yourself to present each time you meet. I don't think friends need to have the same interests or be similar in the way that they think. I see those as, well, I guess not too superficial, but I see them as fairly superficial traits which don't necessarily form the foundation of who we are, where we need to be more aware. Now, that lies in the values that we hold. So what values form the foundation of your life? You've got to know your own values. And there is no such thing as 
I have no values because we all do. We may just have not defined it yet. What are those make or break attributes that you will never compromise on? This does not mean that you should only have friends that share the same values as you, but for you to know what to look for in a new friend, you must know who you are and also what's important to you. The more we explore, the more we discover that to have good friends, one must know oneself and leave from the inside out. Here's my assignment for you this week. Take a values test. I've left a link in the show notes. I want to take a minute to read and say thank you to some of the reviews that have come in since the last set of reviews that I read. This one is from, should we go, Decent Pod. Excellent podcast. Thanks, Tokes, for this lovely podcast. Lots of life lessons here. Looking forward to more episodes. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Decent Pod. <laughs> and another one is from Scaly Tomato. This is a friend of mine. Beautiful podcast. Amazing doesn't do Tox's podcast justice. Authenticity personified. Love it. Thank you. And here's another one from Des Jazz. This has literally just come in. Timeless Truth Talks. Thank you, Des Jazz. I'm going to do one more because this mentions the word authenticity. It says it from Akinyemi. Authentic indeed. Thanks, Talks, for birthing this. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Yes, authentic living is a daily struggle and we must work at it. I so agree. I don't think there is such a thing as an authentic person. I think it's a practice that we choose every day. Thank you guys for the reviews. Thank you for listening. You can leave a review and a comment as well, wherever you're listening, or you can drop me a line. I have a growing friends list on my website and I'd love for you to join it because I'd love to get to know you better. Plus, I have a secret and I'll be sharing it soon. Thank you for listening and remember to leave always from the inside out. <laughs>